during the uh, during the past winter, we were preparing for now. The shiurim during the entire winter were hakdamas on the subject of Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David to try to understand Sefi Yeshua in the context of that world of Mashiach ben Yosef and the tafkid of Mashiach ben Yosef. We learned the tafkidim from the writings of the Gra and the Talmud Gra and Rav Kook. One of the greatest responsibilities of Mashiach ben Yosef is the conquest of Eretz Yisrael, is to bring us into Eretz Yisrael. Yeshua, therefore, is a very, very important Mashiach ben Yosef figure. He himself, of course, is a descendant of Rachel Imenov, ben Yamin's Mashiach ben Yosef, and he would lead us into Eretz Yisrael. And in order to understand the entire Sefer, it's very, very important um, to have at least something of a of a uh, familiarity with the sugi of Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David. So we were doing that during the during the winter, and I've been promising over the, the past few weeks that we would actually get to the Sefer itself, the Yeshua itself. Now the Shiram now um, have switched to Shabbos afternoon, following the summer schedule, even though there's still snow outside, following the summer schedule, when the clock changed. And I understand that there's Hever that, that uh, attended the Shiram in the winter when they were Mose Shabbos, and people in other places that would like to hear and continue learning Sefer Yeshua together with us. So in order to facilitate that, I'm going to try to give uh, an abridged tamsis of every Shabbos year, um, sometime during the week to record, so that uh, you, whoever wants to can have access to the to the shear. So we shouldn't lose the continuity in learning Sefer Yeshua. So it's with the understanding that the that the um, Shabbos shear is an hour. This is usually going to be something like between a half hour and forty five minutes. And um, right now, as I'm giving the shear. I have actually my favorite student here with me in my study in the house, and that's my wife. So we're sort of going to learn this together. This was the Shabbos year of this past Shabbos. This past Shabbos was Vayakal Pekude, and I and I wanted to begin with with a a, a, a word from the Chassam Sefer, which is very very deep, very profound, which leads us into the the beginning of Sefer Yehoshua. The Torah says, "Rei Karasi b'Shem B'Tzalel Ben Uri Ben Chul Matei Yehuda." This is the appointment, the designation of B'Tzalel, um, designing the Mishkan and so on. Va'amalei also ruach Elokim b'Chachma u'B'Svuna u'B'Das u'B'Chol Malacha. And the Chassam Shabbat points out how it's fascinating that it does not say "Umilei Siv." I have filled him in the past tense with the wisdom. And the ruach elokim that's necessary in order to in order to um, build the mishkan, but rather so I will fill him with ruach elokim chachma and suna. The Chassam Sefer brings the Gemara brachas and dafnun hey. From where we see that Moshe Rabbeinu himself was wondering how would it be possible for this young man Betzal, which according to Chazal at the time was by mitzvah, really was thirteen years old. How would it be possible for for Betzalel to to be responsible for the for the construction of the Mishkan? And 
And the Gemara there says, Hagun Lefanecha, but Salat Hashem is speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu. And it's clear that there is some question and some skepticism regarding uh, the readiness or lack of readiness of Batsal to do such a thing. The reassurance comes with the words, so I will fill him. Now the Chassam Seva says a fascinating thing. We've spoken in the past, and we're going to talk a lot about this in the context of Sefi Yeshua, that Moshe Ben of the Gemara says is compared to the sun, and Yeshua is compared to the moon. And we understand, and Chazal tell us, that the light of Yehoshua could not really shine as long as Moshe Rabbeinu was shining brightly in the world. As long as that powerful sunlight that Moshe Rabbeinu was radiating in the world, Yehoshua was the student, Yehoshua was the Talmud. With all of his greatness, he was eclipsed by Moshe Rabbeinu. He made himself into a kli to receive. He was the moon to receive the light. Ki'ilu, Yehoshua had no light of his own. Now, of course, this magnificent person had very uh, powerful light. But as long as Moshe Rabbeinu was alive, the light of Yehoshua could not really shine in full force. So the Chassam Sarev explains that Bitzalo was the son of Uri and the, and the grandson of Chur. Now, Chur was one of the Gedolah as everybody knows. Chur was killed by Bnei Yisrael, tragically, when he was trying to prevent the Chet Egel from taking place. So, Hashem Ezbach says regarding Bitzalo that you should know Moshe Rabbeinu and you should tell the Jewish people that the reason that you haven't seen the unbelievable greatness of Betzalel is because he's been eclipsed by the presence of his illustrious father and grandfather, particularly his grandfather. Hashem is saying in advance that Chur is not going to be here for much longer. The time will come very shortly, and you will see, oso, that I will fill him. Or you will see that revelation of greatness in Betzalel that could not take place. It couldn't be seen. Uh, it couldn't be seen as long as Chur was alive. The Chassam Sefer brings other places where we see this. Mos Avraham, es Yitzchak. So the Chassam Sefer says the two, the true bracha of Yitzchak and and the the um, actualization of Yitzchak's true greatness really could only take place Mos Avraham after the death of Avraham, because as long as that son of Avraham S-U-N, was shining in the world, Yitzhak was eclipsed, eclipsed by that. Also by Yaakov. Calls man that Yaakov was in the house of his father. And even the 14 years afterwards that he was by his Rebbe in the base Medrash of Shem Ve'ever, the Chassam Sefer says, we don't see Hashros Hashchina. He couldn't have that dream. The dream of Hayachlam, Vihine Sulamutzavarza, could only take place, the Chassam Sefer says, after Vayetze Yaakov and Be'eshav, Avayel Harana. Only after he left his father's house and he left the Bismedrash of his rebellion do we find Yaakov, you know, having such a dream. Because as long as his father was, a, a long, as long as he was in the presence of his father and his rebellion, so the light of the sun, the light of the student couldn't truly shine. Therefore, we begin Sefi Yeshua. And the opening passage of Sefi Yeshua, let's read the first five psukim. In the beginning, is Vahi Achre Mois Moshe Avrasha. Because there couldn't be a Sefi Yeshua as long as Moshe Rabbeinu was alive. Just as Yeshua's light couldn't shine in full 
as long as the light of Moshe Rabbeinu is shining, so too the Sefer begins with Vayhi Achrei Moshe Eved Hashem, Eved Hashem, Vayom Hashem El Yeshua Benun Mishores Moshe Leimor, and Hashem says to Yeshua Benun, the servant of Moshe Rabbeinu, saying, Moshe Avdi Mei, Moshe my servant has died. Va'ator and now kum avor as Hayarden hazeh cross over the Jordan. Ator v'chol ha'am hazeh el ha'aretz asher anochi nosein lahem l'vnei Yisrael to the land that I'm giving to bnei Yisrael. Kol mokum asher tidroch kafrag lachem wherever you're going to set your feet down. Lachem nisativ. I will give that place to you. It'll be yours. Kasher dibarti el Moshe as I spoke to Moshe. We're going to be talking about the borders of Eretz of course, in great detail through it later on in the Sefer. Call Eretz Achitim, Vad Hayom Hagodom of Hashemesh, Ye Gulchem. Hashem promises Yeshua, Lo Yisyat Sev Ishlefanecha. Nobody will dare to stand against you, nobody will dare to challenge you. Lo Yisyat Sev Ishlefanecha, Call Yemei Chayacha, all the days of your life. Kasher Hayisi Emosha, the same way that I was with Moshe Rabbeinu, I will be with you. I will not leave you. I will not abandon you. I will remain with you. I will be with you. The same way that I was, the same way that I was with, with Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, Reb Tzadik you all know that Reb Tzadik says, and we've spoken about this many times over the years, that the first time that any word in Tanakh is found, the first place where that word is used in Tanakh, is a Pesach, is a Shar, to understanding the deepest, deepest possible meaning of what that word is. You always have to look back to see the first place in Tanakh where you find that word. Similarly, it's less known that the Rapsodic showed, demonstrated that there's another cloud. And the other cloud is that the first Pesach of every Sefer in Tanakh is Koveya, the Ofi, the nature, the inner characteristic of that entire Sefer. That means that the opening Pasuk, really the opening Pasuk and few Psukim at the beginning of the Sefer, particularly the opening Pasuk, but the, the Psukim at the beginning of the Sefer, Zahashar Hashem. That is really the gate that leads into the entire Sefer, not just by way of introduction, but just like as we know that the word Bereshis contains within it, the Gra taught that the word Bereshis and we see from the Tikkun Ezon or the Swarm that the word Bereshis itself contains within it in a, in, in, in a remarkable tamsis of Kolotar Kula and really all of creation. All of existence is contained in the word Bereshis. So too, our Sefer, Yeshua, begins with Vayhi Achrei Mois Moshe. And Vayhi Achrei Mois Moshe means that those words contain really the essence of what this entire Sefer is about. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Mukhubar al Seder Hatara. Sefer Yeshua is really a continuation. It's Mukhubar al Seder Hatara to the end of Chumash, to the end of Zosabracha. Hamasayemes that concludes with the, with Biptiras Maisha with the death of Maisha Rabbeinu. And this, Rashi tells us, is connected. is a continuation. So the beginning of Sefer Yeshua is a hemshech, is a natural hemshech of the end of Sefer Dvarim. Sefer Dvarim ended with the words, Vayomas Shom Moshe Eved Hashem. 
Be'eretz Moav Al-Pi Hashem. That Moshe Rabbeinu died in Eretz Moav Al-Pi Hashem. And then the Torah ends, V'lo kam Novi Od B'Yisrael, Kamaisha, there was never or never be another Navi like Moshe, Ashayyidao Hashem Panama Panam who Hashem knew and spoke to face to face. And finally, Asher also Moshe Laine Kal Yisrael. The miracles that were performed by Moshe Laine Kal Yisrael. So Rashi is telling us at the very beginning that Pasuk Aleph in Yeshua is is for the purpose of connecting it to Hamisha Khamshatar. In a certain way, we're going to talk about this more later on, but in a certain way, there are, Sefer Yeshua is almost like the sixth book of the Torah. We find, just historically, it's important to, to, to know, um, the next book of Tanakh is Sefer Shoftim. That's the next book of Navi, is Sefer Shoftim. How long, I asked this question to the Chavrin Shul, I didn't get, I didn't get, at least nobody was courageous enough to call out the correct answer. How long, more, how, how large was that gap? How many years passed from the time of Sefer Yeshua to Sefer Shoftim? From the time that Sefer Yeshua was written to the time that Sefer Shoftim was written? The answer to that question is approximately 400 years. Then we're talking about Sefer Shoftim by Shmuel. So we're talking about approximately 400 years. The next book of Navi, after Yeshua, was written 400 years later. That means that the only book of Navi that is Mechubar and Tzamud to Chamish Yechem that is that is um, really attached to Chamish Yechem is Sefer Yehoshua. Sefer Shoftim was hundreds of years later, 400 years later, Sefer Shoftim. We also find the Chazal tell us that had we not sinned with the eagle, we're going to talk about this in Reb Tzadik and Hashem next Shabbos, had we not sinned with the eagle, it would have not been necessary for us to receive any more of Tanakh other than Chamish Eichem Shetor and Sefer Yehoshua Bilvad, and, and the book of Yehoshua, she Erech HaShalai We'll talk about that more next, next week in Hashem. So, in a certain way, in a certain way, what Rashi is telling us here is this chibur, this attachment between Sefi Yehoshua and Hamish Yechem Shatur is unique. There is no other book of Navi that is like it. Sefi Yehoshua, just like Yehoshua himself, who never left Moshe Beno's side, Sefi Yehoshua is attached in a very, very deep way. The sun, the moon, Chachma, Bina. We'll talk a lot about all these things. Tarash Shebachsav and Tarash Shebalpeh. The transition from Tarash Moshe, which is Tarash Shebachsav, to the world of Tarish Valpet takes place really through Sefer Yehoshua. The last psukim of Chumash, which according to one opinion of the Gemara, those last psukim were actually written by Yeshua, and Sefer Yehoshua, which we're transitioning to a, a world of Torah, a world of Torah, and Hashem's ongoing conversation with Am Yisrael in the absence of Moshe Rabbeinu, without Moshe Rabbeinu being there. Now, the question of the Mepharshim are, are all asking, Abarbanel and all the others are asking is uh, Pasuk Aleph and Sefer Yeshua really is just is just repeating the the uh, the end of of Dvarm is repeating Vayomis the end of Dvarm we, we just heard before learned that the end of Dvarm is Vayomis Shamaish Eved Hashem and then Yeshua begins Vayhi Achrei Mais Maisha Eved Hashem so. The um, the Mefarshim are asking why is it necessary to to chazer to review the end of of Sefer, of Sefer Dvarm. 
the, the death of Moshe Ben is painful enough for us to hear it back at the end of Chumash, and why does it have to repeat it again? Then also, Hashem says to Moshe Ben, to rather to Yeshua in Pasig Beis, again, Moshe Avdi Meis. Moshe Avdi Meis. Take a look at what Yeshua says. Why does it, why does Hashem like digging in? Like to say again, Moshe Avdi Meis. And Rashi doesn't soften the blow at all. Rashi says something very, very upsetting. I mean, Hashem is, it seems to be very uh, not politically correct, politically incorrect. And Hashem says to Yeshua, Ve'ilu, Rashi says, Moshe Avdi Meis, Ve'ilu Hayakayim, and if Moshe Benu were alive, Bo Hayisi Chafetz, he'd be my man, he'd be the guy. If he would still be alive, Chaval, Chaval, he, he wasn't able to come to Israel. He wasn't able to be part of this march into Eretz Yisrael. But if Moshe Ben was alive, Bo Hayisi Chafetz. Now we'll get to the rest of Rashi in a few minutes. Bo Hayisi Chafetz. I would really, I would really prefer, Hashem is saying, to continue on, if it would be possible to continue on with Moshe Rabbeinu. Why would Hashem say such a thing? Any time, any one of us that would try, that we, that we were working with uh, the uh, president-elect, or the new president, the last thing in the world you would say is, Ach, it's chaval. If only, if only the one before you was still here, Boha Yisi Chafet. This doesn't seem right. What's, what is the, what, what's the meaning of that? Ilo, Ilo, uh, Hayakayim Boha Yisi So the, the, the way to understand this, or a simple way to understand this, which brings us to the Klal of Reb Sadiq, that the opening Pasik contains within it the essence of the entire Sefer, is that the Nekuda HaPnimis, of all of Sefer Yeshua, and on a deeper level, of of our lives right now, and all the thousands of years of Jewish history, we're all continuously grappling with the same question. And the question is, how is it possible for Am Yisrael to continue in the absence of Moshe Rabbeinu? How is it possible to go on, to go on living Be'or Hashem in God's light when that light of Moshe Rabbeinu was no longer here. You know, there are people that I've met that people have lost a parent, parents many, many, many years earlier. And and when you look in the book of that person's life, of this person's life, the, ch- the son's life, or the daughter's life, the book begins with the words, Vahi Achremos, and it was after the death of. They've never been able to overcome that calamity, that tragedy of the passing of the of the parent. There'll be an almana that could be mourning. All of all of us are Yushalayim, Echa, Yashra Bada, Hayirabasyam, Haisaka Almana. There could be an almana that that is many, many years have passed since her husband passed away. And she's still looking at albums and looking at pictures and, and looking at the wedding invitation. And her entire life is a story of Ahi Achremos, and it was after the death of. It was after the death of. It's not uncommon. The fact that Sefer Yeshua begins with, the, with emphasizing the horrible reality of Moshe Avdi Meis. Moshe Avdi Meis. It means that history, the history of Am Yisrael post Moshe Rabbeinu begins with this frightening reality of an entire nation that simply does not know how to get up after Shiva, that does not know how to recover 
from the death of Maishu Abeno, how will it be possible to live in a world of Helam and Hester without Maisha Eved Hashem? This is the, this is the sugya of Sefi Yeshua. The end of, of, of Chumash is, and the Torah concludes by describing that unique relationship that Hashem had with Maishu Rabbeinu, that there was a relationship of Panama Panama, we saw actually in last week's parasha as well. Kedabi Ishal Re'eyu. The Maishu Rabbeinu communicated with Hashem. Kedabi Ishal Re'eyu, the way that two friends talk to each other. That reality, that reality of, of Panam El Panam, of face to face with Hashem, that reality of Am Yisrael having, having a leader who lived in a way of Panam al Panam and who conveyed to us his experiences of Panam al Panam, that was never before Maisha Rabbeinu and will never ever be. Like, come Navi Hashem Panam al Panam. It never was before him and it will never be. So throughout all of the generations, we don't have anymore any Jew that could say the words Zehadavar. Like Chazal make that distinction between Moshe and other Nevi'im, that Moshe was able to say Zehadavar Shatziv Hashem. Zehadavar. Das is das. This is exactly what Hashem is saying. Zehadavar. Because Moshe saw everything, we don't know what that means, but he saw everything like looking through a piece of glass. Everything was clear to Moshe As much as a human being could possibly attain the clarity that a human being could possibly attain, Moshe got it. He got it. Every, everything since Moshe Rabbeinu is Ko'amar Hashem. Ko'amar Hashem means it's the best that we could do. We love our Nevi'im, and we love all of the Chacham and all the Tzadikim, but ever since Moshe Rabbeinu, that connection between man and God, between Am Yisrael and Hashem, has been fuzzy. Has not had, we have not had the Aspeklari Hamir. There's no longer Kriyas Yamsuf. We're going to be sitting by the side there, and they're going to be children and grandchildren are going to be very impressed by what we have to say. But then they're going to be asking the same question that, 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 that all of us asked when we were little. And the question is, like, why don't we see this stuff anymore? How come we don't have a Kriyas Yamsuf anymore? That's a really cool thing. We'd like to see. We'd like to see that happen. I'm only using cool because that's the way the kids talk. So that's a really cool thing for, the, for there to be a Chris Yamsuf. It would be a lot easier for us to daven, and it would be a lot easier to, 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 to learn Torah and to keep mitzvahs and to be good boys and girls if we'd see a Chris Yamsuf. That would be great. Or how about if we, how about if we um, had a Nani covered? Or what if our food would fall from, from heaven instead of from, from, uh, instead of from um, Gabe's and what's it called? Carlos and Gabby. If our food would fall from Shemaim, that would be that would be really uh, exciting. My davening would probably be a lot different if, if, if that's the way that I ate. And forget about Kriyas Yamsuf and, and the mud. What about Maimon Hasinai? What about Maimon Hasinai? I mentioned once in Shul earlier that when it was the Siyam Hashas a few years ago and there were 90,000 people, I, I was sitting there with my father and, uh, and I was looking around and, and, and I just felt like it would be such a great thing if just for a second Hashem would say, I'm here. Just... I'm still here. It would have been it would have been such a wonderful thing. It would have helped all of us a great deal in our lives to to continue on. And we would have texted and we would have gotten the word over to everywhere in the world that we actually heard Hashem say, "Guys, I'm still here." And I really I'm happy about the same that you're making. You got ninety thousand Jews in one room, in one stadium. This is gewaldig. And and we're not hearing that. Our kids are not hearing that. We hope that they will. Uh, but but Lamaisa, ever since Moshe Ben who left us. 
ever since he left us, throughout all of the generations, the Mitzias is a Mitzias that's called Moshe Avdi Meis. That's the Mitzias we're living in, Moshe Avdi Meis. Now, even though Chazal tells us that the word Moshe isn't uh, hasn't it a hint to Masha Haya Hushiyiya, what it says in Kailas, which means that somehow we believe that at the end of time Moshe is going to reappear, and there's an Inyos of Moshe Mashiach, whatever that means, it hasn't happened yet. So Moshe Benu once was, we believe in that, and Moshe Benu on some level will be. And we, we believe in that. But our problem is always, is not what was. What was was Gavaldic, and what's going to be is Gavaldic. But the problem we always have in life is Masha Hoveh. Not Masha Haya. was terrific. Wow, we had we have a fantastic history, we have a beautiful past. And the stories are, are great. And Masha and what we believe is going to be in the future, when Mashiach comes, it should be soon, that that's also, that's it's terrific stuff, and we're excited, and we're anticipating, looking forward to it. But the problem of life is really Mashahove. It's always the problem. What's right now in my life, this moment? And for that and for that orphan or for that widow or for or, or any of us who's, who who have gone through or are going through right now difficulties and challenges and so on, the Mitsis is for the individual Moshe Avdi May. So I don't understand why I am hurting so much. I don't understand why Hashem is putting this putting me through this. I don't know why. I was born into this family. I don't know why I have these challenges. I don't know why I have this kind of Yetzar. I don't know any of these things. And I don't know who to ask. Because no matter who I ask, it's not the Aspeklari Hamira. There are wonderful people in Tamil Chalm and Sadiqim and so on. And there are people who saw things, that, you know, there was a Chayzim Lublin, there are people who had great eyes. But it's not Moshe Rabbeinu. So everything since then is not Panam Alpanam. Now, if that's true when it comes to every individual, when it comes to us as a people, as a nation. Ever since Moshe Rabbeinu left us, it's been it's been a life of of e behirus, a lack of clarity and svekus and teiku and so on. In addition to that, it's very hard for a person to live knowing that the best time that he that he that he that there will ever be in his life is already behind him. It's a hard thing to live, to live that way. And you get a, it's a person who's very, very old and is just, you know, not going to be in the world anymore. So he lives knowing that that the happiest moments or the most exciting and uh, wonderful moments have already long passed. And he's just trying to hold on to some of those memories. There's something very tragic about about Am Yisrael and the beginning of, of Sefer Yeshua, which is Moshe Avdi Meis, is that we always feel that the that the best is behind us, or we believe that the best is yet to come. But right now in our life as individuals and our life as a nation, as Am Yisrael, the Mitzvah is Moshe Avdi Meis. Moshe Avdi Meis. Now this this is the subject of Sefi Yeshua. That generation of post Moshe Rabbeinu. Had to deal with the with the bitter reality of in a much more profound way than we do with the bitter reality of Moshe Avdi Meis. So, so what's going to be with our Emuna? What's going to be with our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu? From where are we going to take Anochi Hashem From where are we going to take our understanding of Torah, of Yiddishkeit, of Allah, and so on? What's going to be? What's going to be with us? So, this this. Uh, this reality 
this reality of of uh, of Moshe of Moshe Avdimais is really the theme is really the theme of the entire of the entire Sefer. We say in Davening Shabbos morning, Yismach Moshe b'Matnas Chelko ki Evan Dema Karosalo. Moshe Rabbeinu is 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 singled out. Really, in Tanakh, we don't find, interestingly, with the exception of Yeshua, who's called Eved Hashem, we don't find uh, another person who's called Eved Hashem. Yismach Moshe b'Matnas Chelko ki Eved Neman Karosalo. Moshe is called an Eved Neman, an Eved Neman. The reason that the Navi emphasizes here. Over and over, Moshe Avdi Meis. It begins first by Yachrei Moshe Eved Hashem, and then again Moshe Avdi Meis. The reason that 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 is emphasized over and over of Moshe being an Eved Hashem is because the, the Navi is saying that once upon a time there was such a there was such a human being who existed in the world. There was such a human being who existed in the world who. Unlike the rest of us, did not live in a way where he wanted something and Hashem wanted something. That's how we all live. I want to stay in bed, and Hashem wants me to go to shul. I want to carry out a certain taiva that I have, and Hashem wants me to be a good boy. The truth is that there's only one person regarding whom it says in the very last nevuah at the end. By the last Navi Malachi, where the Navi says, in closing, the final Navua really consists of the words, Zichru Taras Moshe Avdi. All we're trying to do is to remember Taras Moshe Avdi. There's no other person who's called Taras, it's not called Taras Elio, Taras Pinchas, Taras Avram. I mean, a lot of Svarim that they have those names because the author is called Avram or Pinchas. But in Tanakh, we don't have Taras Elio. We don't have Taras Shmuel, Taras Shlomo, Taras David. There's only one Jew who ever lived. Who the Torah is called Taras Moshe, and the reason for that is because Moshe Rabbeinu is synonymous with Torah. There was no gap between Moshe and Torah. It's not that Moshe Rabbeinu was saying over his idea of what the Torah means, explaining, interpreting, and so on. Zichu Teres Moshe means that Moshe was a chauffeur, and Hashem blew through that remarkable person, the Shechini was Midaberes, Mitoch Grono. He himself was a walking, the walking embodiment of the Torah. Now, every time a Chacham is a Sefer Torah, we understand that. And in a certain respect, every Jew, every one of us is, is like a, a little Sefer Torah. But only regarding Moshe Rabbeinu could it possibly be such a thing to say, Zichu Teres Moshe, because... For Moshe Rabbeinu, the Torah was not a separate Mitzvah. It wasn't a different Mitzvah. It was Moshe Rabbeinu. Again, to understand this, it means all the Pesukim in Chumash, again, which is uniquely the style of Chumash with Moshe Rabbeinu. We only find it, again, by Yeshua. We'll talk about that, because Yeshua is a cont- continuation of Moshe Rabbeinu. But the Nusach of Chumash is always Ve'yadaber Hashem El Moshe Leimar. We don't find Vaidab Hashem El Yeshayahu Leimar. We don't find Vaidab Hashem El Yecheskel Leimar. We find by Moshe Rabbeinu. Because the meaning of the word Leimar is that there is absolutely no difference between what went into Moshe Rabbeinu and what left Moshe Rabbeinu. Whatever went into him, the Vaidaber, came out Leimar. It's never been the same. Since Moshe Rabbeinu, there's never been such a thing. There's no Vaidaber Leimar. 
because it's always the person, even if it's a great person, even in the life of that great person, there's still a tiny little of a corner, a little bit of a corner of his life where there could be some conflict between him and what Hashem wants. And he has to struggle with that. Even on a deep, deep level, in a deep way, the Tzaddik of Tanya, there is something there, even though the person is bottled to Hashem, and he does everything that Hashem wants, and everything that Hashem asks, he's still a human being. And as long as he's a human being, and he's in this world, there is something inside of him that's fighting. There is a separate Ratzon, there is something separate. Moshe Rabbeinu alone was Zichutaras Moshe Avdi. Zichutaras Moshe Avdi. Rav Kook speaks about this in his Siddur, in the Parsha of the Kiyor by Moshe Rabbeinu. He speaks about this unique nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu. And so does the Meshach Chochman, Rameya Simcha, in his magnificent introduction to Sefer Shmos, speaks about this bittel of Moshe Rabbeinu, that he was completely, completely bottled to Hashem. He was a kli. He was, Moshe Rabbeinu was nothing more than an instrument, a kli, a tsinor, a perfectly refined and clean conduit, a pipe, a wire, a cable, through whom Taurus Hashem became Taurus Yisrael. That, that transition from Taurus Hashem to Taurus Yisrael could only take place through the perfect kli. That kli has to be an evad neman karas aloi, a perfectly a perfectly bottle evit Hashem, an evit who's bottled Hashem. And only because of that, through Moshe Rabbeinu, when the Torah would pass through Moshe Rabbeinu, it wouldn't change. Nothing became smaller. Nothing lost its time. It was the same exact Torah that came out from Hashem's mouth. That's that's what went through Moshe Rabbeinu's mouth. And the reason for that is the Torah itself says, of all of the praises that the Torah could have said about Moshe Rabbeinu, but Hashem had a lot of good things because Moshe Rabbeinu had every mile in the world. But the one Shavach that the Torah gives is Vahish Moshe Anav Ma'id Mikol Ha'adam Ashar Pneha Adama. The Moshe Rabbeinu was the most humble person who ever lived. Vahish Moshe Anav Ma'id Mikol Ha'adam Ashar Pneha Adama. That mitzias of an of the of the Eved Hashem. That quality of humility that was in Moshe Rabbeinu Akedekach, that there was no separate will of his own. He had no will. He was only a conduit, of, a conduit of Hashem's will. That has never been since then. That's why the beginning of Sefer Yeshua emphasizes repeatedly the death of Moshe Rabbeinu and Moshe Rabbeinu alone is called Eved Hashem. That he identified absolutely and completely with the Torah. Moshe Emes. Visaroso Emes. Sefi Yeshua begins with Moshe Avdi Meis. Now let's see the second part of Rashi on Pasuk Beis. Well, I think the one person I have in the audience right now is no, falling asleep. No, no, I'm no? Listening. Oh, okay. She had her eyes closed. That's okay. That's okay. I'm going to continue anyway. Rashi goes on. Moshe Avdi Meis. Besides, I find it much more rewarding to put 100 people to sleep than just one. Moshe Avdi Meis, again, V'ilo Hayekayim, Rashi says, if you'd be alive, Boha Yisichafetz, V'rabo Senedashuhu, and then Rashi brings the famous Gemara in Temura, Al Shloish HaSalofim Halochus Nishtachu B'mei Ev Loisha Moshe, that when Moshe Rabbeinu died, 3,000 Halochus were forgotten. 3,000 Halochus. Right away, this, this Rashi brings us down, Moshe Avdi Meis, and that reality, the new Reality of of a of a world without Moshe Rabbeinu means right away 
like everything got dark. 3,000 halachas are forgotten. Now Chazal tell us that Yeshua desperately, you can imagine that Yeshua's entire career, his entire future depended upon him clarifying these 3,000 halachas. He's the one that's succeeding. He's the one that's taking over. So he's got to, he's got to come up with these 3,000 halachas. Rashi says, so Yeshua wanted to receive these halachas. Yeshua wanted to reenact Maimon Hasinai. He wanted to become Moshe Rabbeinu. After all, he's Mechubar, Mechushar. He's the student that never left Moshe aside. He's the continuation. He's, he's the man that, that, that is going to be that link between what was and what will be. All of Klayas, all of Yiddishkeit, all of halacha, everything depends on Yeshua knowing the answer. And he doesn't know. And it's not happening. So he's asking Hashem, tell me. I mean, you told Moshe, now tell me. I don't know what to do. 3,000 halachas are gone. Now, why 3,000 is a very important number, and we're going to discuss this in the future. But it, it, it means that the whole, the whole Yiddishkeit is slipping away without Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Avdi Meis. So what happened? So the Gemara there says that they wanted to kill Yeshua, because they, they said, no, Rabbi Yeshua, you're in charge now. So how, how are we supposed to live? How are we supposed to continue? And Yeshua says, I, I, I don't know. Hold on. Let me try to find out. Now, there were times in Chumash, of course, you all remember, that Moshe and he said, hold on, I'll find out. But he came back. And he said, okay, guys, this is what it is. So with Benot Slavchad and so on, there are other, with the with the Mekoshish Eitzim. There were times that Moshe and he said, just hang on, I'll be back in a little while. And he went, and he spoke to Hashem's Baruch, and he came back with the, with, he came back with the news. He came back with the Halacha. Yeshua said, okay, Chever, hold on, I'll be back. And then he went, and he came back, and the Oilam said, no, Yeshua. And he says, I don't know, I don't know. So the Gemara said they wanted to kill him. They wanted to kill Yeshua. Bo Yeshua v'shoal. So they were, I'm just going to kill him. Whatever that means, I don't know. If it says, I'm going to kill him, the Gemara says. So Hashem told him, Amalek HaDosh Baruch we're looking at Rashi on Pasek Beis, Amalek HaDosh Baruch Hu, Moshe Avni Meis, V'hatorah al Shmo Nikres, Lo Molocha Yevsha, Tzavet Tardan B'Molchama. Unbelievable. Hashem says to Yeshua the following, they might kill you, I can't tell you these halachas because you know there's now a principle that's in effect after the death of Moshe when it's called a navi rishar lechadish dava. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed. A navi is not allowed to, to say halacha after Moshe when that's that's the end of Kabbalah's Torah. A navi is not allowed to. I can't. Hashem says I'm not going to tell you these halachas. From now on, it's hard work. We'll see that later on with Asniel ben Kenaz and uh, what happened and to reconstruct. We'll discuss with Tzadik next week how to use our minds, our intellects, and Ruach HaKodesh, whatever that is, to somehow to reconstruct. Uh, but Hashem says to Yeshua, Moshe Avdi Meis, the Torah is Torah's Moshe. I can't tell you this. That's done. Torah's Moshe is finished. And L'cha'i Evsha, the Medrash, the Medrash has a very, very moving Lashon, it's uh, the Medrash in Devarim says describes that that when Hashem said to Yeshua, Moshe Avdi Meis, he says, "Af Yeshua, how you mitzdair al Moshe," that Yeshua was filled with with anguish. Kishiyarud Amud Ha'Anan Vehivsik Beinehem. The way it happened was that one second before, like Yeshua was talking to Moshe, he sees Moshe Rabbeinu, and then uh, and then a second later, the Anan, the cloud, the Amud Ha'Anan, the pillar of the cloud, came down. And 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 Moshe was gone, and the Medrash says, 
Hayatsoveyach, Yeshua start to scream, start to scream. And it goes on, Ukshanela Mimenu. And when Moshevenu disappeared, Bocha Bhi Godl, Yeshua was sobbing, was weeping. The Kuras Begodav, and he tore his clothing, he raised Kriya. Vamar, and he said the Pasik that's gonna be later on with Elisha and and, and Elio is going to be revealed again. He said what? Avi Avi Rechav Yisrael Farashav that Yeshua cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Am Yisrael Farashav. And then another passage which is in Eiv. Yeshua said, What are we going to do? Where is our wisdom going to come from? Where are we going to know what to do? How are we going to live as Jews? How are we going to continue on with this with this whole undertaking of of of, of Am Yisrael and, and Hashem? How is it going to continue? You're the only one that's looking for Moshe. I know Hashem says Moshe Avdi Meis. Lo lochameis Moshe. Lo meis Moshe Eli. Hashem says it, it hurts you. You know how much it hurts me. Moshe Avdi Meis. And this is this is where Yeshua was crying, and Hashem was crying when Moshe Ben left the world. So what took place here is that there's this with the death of Moshe Ben, this unbelievable halal, this unbelievable emptiness and vacuum was was came came to be. And right away, it was experienced with this helm, this disappearance, this disappearance of Tyra, this unbelievable loss of Tyrus Maisha. And, and Yeshua was told that you can't bring this down. You're not the one, you're not, I can't do this. This, this is not how it works. That's it. It's finished. That's done. It, it cannot be sent down in the Vua from Shemaim. It's finished. That's the deeper meaning of Maisha Avdi, of Maisha Avdi Meis. So Lamaisa, what's going to be? So what's going to be? Now we see throughout the first part that Hashem is constantly giving chizik to Yeshua. But we need to understand the nature of this chizik. Because that's what the entire Savior Yeshua is about. That chizik, post Maishu Rabbeinu. And that's going to bring us into the magnificent world of Rab Sadaka Kohen Tzchusi Yelenu. I'll call Yisrael and we're going to begin with Hashem with that this coming Shabbos. This coming Shabbos afternoon, Bezashan.